Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Book Watch Snobs. You have made it all the way to episode 156. Michael, how is you? How is you doing? How are you doing? How? I've got the holiday blues, man. Holiday blues? (laughs) Dude, at the end, I think it was like like uh around christmas dinner mm-hmm. i was i was just like i just paused in the kitchen i was just like looking down at my feet my wife's like what's wrong i'm like christmas is gonna be over soon <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> and then and then today i'm like fuck that i'm leaving my tree up i leave the lights on all day <laughs> i'm just like hanging on to it for dear life i'm, I'm leaving my tree up in protest yeah, so we um so here we don't do a tree because we have like the cats and I want the cats to get in there and like chew things oh, yeah. up or whatever and like I don't like how the tree can take up a lot of um they can they can t- they tend to have a, a pretty large footprint so um yeah. what listeners of the show will know already or if you're new you don't know what I'll do is I'll we hang up these uh, garlands like across the span of our ceilings so from one end to uh, from one wall to the other wall and they hang and they have and so we hang ornaments off of these like dangling like um garlands in the you know in our, in our ceiling mm-hmm. it's really really cool um on christmas day though something happened <laughs> the great we've we've dubbed it the great ornament disaster of christmas 2019 one of the is whole, it also cat related it's not surprisingly it's <laughs> oh, okay. not it's just okay. um it's just one of those things but yeah christmas morning we're having a fine christmas morning like you do and uh, all of a sudden, one of the one of those garland strands just plummeted to the earth and just <laughs> broken ornaments. And thing is, when those when ornaments break, it's not like they break in big chunks. They like they like dustify. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so there's just like broken bits of powdered Christmas joy all over the floor, like in the carpet, in the grooves of our fucking like floor. And I'm just like, mother fuck. <laughs> so we spent spent a bit cleaning it up, vacuuming everything, and then um, you'll still find some next year. I told no, I, my wife and I, I'm still finding them now. I'm like, I'm like, we're gonna be finding these things for the next ten fucking years, and then when we sell this place, the new owners will be finding these things for the next ten fucking years. <laughs> you know? Oh man. So I I I'm sorry to hear that. Was like because I know you have like a ton of nice ornaments. We lost four ornaments. Okay. Uh, so those were all Disney ornaments. So in terms of a monetary value, probably a hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Disney ornaments they ain't cheap, man. But it's all good. They're ornaments they still make. So we're gonna go and replace them next time we're on uh, we're on property. But yeah, so I would have I would have loved to have been like you and kept up my decorations in protest of time. Uh, but gravity decided that you know I should probably take them. I just love the aggression that I approached it with. I, I'm here by myself. My wife is traveling right now. And I had a perfect day yesterday to like stay on time and like put decorations away, get rid of the tree, this and that. And right. I was just like, fuck this. I'm keeping my tree up. <laughs> I just love that's the way that I reacted to that idea. Perfect, man. You And you have a real tree. You don't have a plastic or a fake tree. Every year is... Like, it's the same argument. I want a plastic tree. She wants a real tree. So I, I lose every year. Uh, and and that's the way it's going to be. So, that's yeah, not, it's a that's real not, tree. That's, that's not an argument, Michael. That's, I mean, 
it's our, tradition. It's it's a tradition. So you <laughs> well the thing is I think if she's so adamant about a real tree she should be the one to clean up the needles because that's my biggest thing with getting a real tree is like cleaning up after like listen there's already a set number of living things in this house bringing in another living thing connotes upkeep and cleaning and feeding that I don't want to be accountable <laughs> for you know yeah. what I mean <sighs> it's all right I'm telling you man. But here, let's do this. Let's talk about watches. Did you get anything cool for the holidays for Chris Mahana Kwanzaa, as we say here? Uh, You got me some killer coffee. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. We got you. We got you coffee. (laughs) Um, Nothing watch related, really. Um, Anything unwatch related? Dude, my dad like nuked me with Starbucks gift cards. Sweet. (laughs) Because he's like, oh, you live in Seattle. You must like Starbucks. So. It's kind of it's kind of his thing every year. And Do you have a Starbucks like near your near your home or your near where you work? Dude, I live like five minutes from the Starbucks headquarters. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, they're they're just they're everywhere. Perfect. Um, I think I think every person here lives five minutes from the Starbucks. <laughs> it's just kind of what happens. That's awesome. So we're we'll burn through those pretty quick. Uh I got my wife for like we kind of just got ourselves an air fryer. Nice. So that's pretty. That's pretty fun. Uh, other than that, it was just pretty pretty quiet. I did not treat myself to a to a watch gift as I have in the past. That's okay. You, you kind of did. This was kind of. I kind of did. I guess the Orient Star, uh, which I uh, got. I did my new watch alert um, last year. I uh, not last year. Phew, I wish last episode. I guess this Orient Star technically was the. Like a holiday gift treat to myself, but in terms of like, but for my, but my wife and I just make similar to you. We treated, we're teaching to you, to you and your wife. We treated ourselves. So yeah. like traditionally, we've done like I got her a gift and like it was surprised and she got me a gift. But this year, it's just like listen, let's just let's just both mutually agree to buy something like for the home. And so we uh, we yeah. don't we don't have kids. We didn't do anything big for Christmas. It was just it was just my wife and I. So we bought ourselves a new sixty five inch television. Hell yeah. Nice. Basically, it's basically a wall. One of my walls is now a TV. <laughs> uh, and we bought a Nintendo Switch, and it's fucking so cool. Nice. <clears throat> Nintendo yeah, Switch get... and uh, the latest, one of the latest Pokemon games, and so we've just been playing that. Cool. So fucking nice. And so we're upgrading. So, yeah, we have the 65-inch in the living room, and then that, and our old 55-inch is now going in the in the bedroom. Very cool. We're a we're a TV family, Michael. Some families are hiking families. Some families are eating at the dining table and talking about your day families. Or a fucking pajamas on the couch eating spaghetti with your fingers, family, dude. All right, that's just how it is. That's that's how it is, and it's funny. We <laughs> bought we bought a dinner table and like a set of chairs, and we're like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna enjoy dinner like traditionally like at the dinner table every night and nope. even that doesn't do it nope. <laughs> it's, what it's you did PG, is you PG bought yourself the most inefficient storage shelf known to man yep exactly <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it. here let's do this I'm super, I'm super sorry guys let's talk let's talk about watches let's do this before we jump into it uh episode 156 this is gonna be a lot of fun actually we teased the topic of this episode last week uh episode 155 episode 156 the last episode Michael, of 2019, right? Last episode of the decade. Last episode of the decade, guys. You heard it here, all right? Uh, this is going to be a fun one. Today, Michael and I are talking 2020 watch collecting goals, 2020 urology goals. Um, 
the way I've is structured. Is this something that we've done every year, or was it just last year and this year? I don't know. I can't remember if we, I can't remember if we did this year one. Didn't we do like best in blah 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 awards one end of year? That is true. Yeah, we did that one time. We should have done that this year. <clears throat> Fuck. Mm. Yeah, fucking whatever, dude. We have lots. Um, we can we can do that. We we can do that. You know, episode one fifty eight or something like that, um, or one fifty seven, depending on what we want to do. But yeah, so the uh, you know watch collecting twenty twenty goals, urology twenty twenty goals. I think these span both within our personal collections and then also just general TBWS goals. Um, at least that's how I structured mine. You know what I mean? Um, I have I have like three or four things here. One of them is potentially controversial, so it'll be fun to talk about that. But um, but before mm. before <laughs> we jump the gun, we have to honor tradition. We have to do we have to do an audio restrict. You want to do an audio restrict with me? Yeah. Audio. Yeah. Here you 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 go first. Speaking of controversy, uh, this this may be controversial. Okay. <laughs> Are you wearing like a Luftwaffe flieger? No, I'm uh, not. <laughs> You're like, no, Jesus, no. <laughs> like, we get enough mail. <laughs> what are you close? Wearing? Close. Okay. What are you wearing? A, a no, a no, no logo Panerai. What are you? Uh... Uh, no logo. <laughs> no, but I'm wearing a Panerai. Oh, cool! It happens. <laughs> Here, take I'm it away. This is your wrist check. Take it away. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm. I'm. Feel free to jump in, but uh, this is kind of. I guess related to my 2020 watch collecting goals, hmm. uh, I'm not saying that I'm going to bring in a bucket of Panerais by the end of the year, Bucking but bucket, <laughs> bucket of Panerais. <laughs> uh, no, but I'm wearing a um, uh, Luminor Pam Triple Seven. Cool. Uh, it's a watch that I'm super private about. I've posted it sometimes, uh, so it's it's not like a big secret or anything. Um, but this is actually the first time that I wear it on the show because I thought it would be cool to just like, I don't know, wear this throughout like the the new year slash holiday. Yeah. Um, uh, and so kind of the first thing that a lot of people will bring up is like, well, you know, that's kind of that's kind of outside the scope of what we usually talk about. But um, there was a fair bit of planning and selling. <laughs> oh yeah before before bringing this in um and if you listen back a few episodes or actually more than a few um this was something that i picked up <clears throat> during during my trip to italy um which we we talked about i guess in full detail i can't remember the episode number um i have no idea but it was always kind of a goal of mine uh to go to italy and buy a panerai <laughs> And these, this is we we as talked, ridiculous as that sounds. We've talked about Panerai ownership a lot, and I think the one that you and I were always super into was um, the triple one or the zero zero five. Remember, older model. Yeah. So this is, I guess I'll, I'll break this down. Panerai made the the Luminor. I'm not really interested in the Radiomir. I think you and I we it's both giant. Yeah, yeah. We both kind of we both kind of really like the the Luminor, or we've we've always brought it up on the show. We're just that radio mirror or whatever is like wearing that satellite dish from Goldeneye on your fucking forearm. It's just like this gigantic, or at least for me, I don't have like, you know, you and I have similar wrist sizes. We don't have like giant wrists. So I feel like those radio mirrors are never on my radar, but these, but these, but these ones, the, I guess of the family that you got, these ones seem pretty cool. Yeah. It's 44 millimeters. So Panerai mm -hmm. before, before they went full <clears throat> in house, 
they did their entry level mod and this model is entry level for sure right um they made the triple zero which was the sausage dial with no yes. seconds indicator they made the zero zero five which was the sausage dial with the seconds indicator at nine and then the fanciest one in the entry level was the triple one mm. and that's the one with the sandwich dial and the exhibition case back uh, but all of those were unitus movements uh, or some form some kind of generic movement that panerai usually works with right um i think it was sih 2018 where they came out with the one that i'm wearing now and people hate it <laughs> people are so mad about this watch uh and i'll break i'll break this down to you yep um so i think what happened panerai wanted to put an in-house movement in everything which yes. they did iwc did the same thing um recently with the spitfire collection um which is priced relatively well um so they put an in-house movement in this and they cut back on a lot of the bells and whistles and the knickknacks so like if i open the box i don't get an extra strap i don't get a strap changing tool so oh, people are pissed okay. about that you don't get the rubber strap that has like panerai like blasted on the side of it well i got i got that for free because that, that was part of the negotiation but of course yes <laughs> and that's what i wear this on nice. um so they cut back on the water resistance from <clears throat> 200 meters to 100 meters ah, uh, i remember this now they changed the case back to like a hybrid sort of it's actually like a snapback mm -hmm. so people are really pissed off about that um guys and, you're not diving in your fucking panerize okay yeah and then the uh the strap changing mechanism is now like a hybrid screw slash spring bar thing a lot of the older ones are just it's like a straight up screw that you unscrew so yeah. the convenience i guess I guess the convenience that was there before with like changing straps technically isn't here, but it's still kind of easy to change the straps. So, um, and then a ton of people are just like, well, you know, the Unitas is like rock solid and we don't know about the, the new in-house movement, but I don't know. I, none of those things really matter to me. Right. Um, and the, the amount of money that I saved, like avoiding VAT, avoiding customs, Okay. avoiding seattle taxes <laughs> well here's the thing also if they did an in-house movement and they kept all those bells and whistles like the strap and the spring bar tool and all the water resistance testing to make something 200 meters which is like a shit ton of cost if they kept all those all that stuff and an in-house movement that watch would be like double the fucking price yeah yeah i i really don't think they would have been able to keep the their entry level line entry level exactly so, um, so I, this is this is all part of the base logo. I, that's that's what people call it, the base, base logo, logo collection. So I understand those concessions because the thing is, I see Panerai. Like we used to talk about the old 005 and be like, oh, that's a cool watch. You know, it's really it looks like it'll be a lot of fun. Blah blah blah. We don't we weren't attracted to the watch because it's a great diving companion, or you know what I mean. Like it looks cool. It's a cool looking watch and it looks incredibly like comfortable essentially. Yeah. All that stuff is still preserved in these newer versions. Yeah. So the version that I have, it has like a couple of, actually not a couple. So the it has the OP logo at six o'clock and it's in blue. Cool. Um, so that's what I was kind of attracted to. They come on these cool like canvas straps now. 
So I really like I, I like oh, that a lot. They don't do leather anymore. Oh, I see this. Now. It's like a blue canvas. Yeah, it's like a blue canvas. That's cool. Uh, so I guess that's another thing. It doesn't come on like the traditional like brown Panerai strap. Hmm. Uh, you you can buy that. I think it's like two hundred something, maybe maybe even more. But um, you know, one of the things I told the guy selling it to me, I was like, look, um, like if you if you add the the stock like regular Panerai rubber strap, just the black one, mm-hmm. like that'll that'll really sweeten the deal. And that's a hundred and seventy something dollar yeah. rubber strap. So I've actually never worn it on the canvas. I've kept it on this rubber, and it's like a sweatpants and sandals kind of combo. Uh, that's perfect. <laughs> I like it. Um, but yeah, it's I, I've I've posted it before, and I've seen some comments. I was like, oh yeah, these are the Panerai shitters, and I'm like, well, <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, and and that's that's fine that 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 people think that. I just think it's uh, it's. I consider it pretty far from a shitter. Right. Um, and I don't know. I, I've, I've been enjoying it and um, kind of picking this up made me sort of readjust my strategy of like quantity in the watch collection versus what I can sell and what I can work towards and what yeah. I can save for and just being a little bit more mindful about the purchases. And that's, that's something that I think is a theme that's carried on throughout the entirety of TBWS history. I just oh, yeah, kind of decided to take I'm deciding to take a little bit more action in, in 2020 just like hold back um, and I don't know like just try to get stuff that's um, that's a little bit more significant to uh, to my like wants it's, and desires it's, it's cliche <laughs> but less less quantity more personal quality you know what I mean like your, your personal interpretation of what quality is um you know so i'm looking at a photo of this thing right now is the whole thing polished or is the majority of it polished but this the panerai crown guards matte i can't really tell from the photos that i'm finding uh the top of the crown guard is a little bit brushed Mm. so is the bottom and the sides the rest of the watch is totally polished this thing looks so much fun yeah and mine (laughs) because um dude the bezel i've already just like ruined it oh no what it's happened so, it's so so scratched up i oh. hit this thing so many times but i think that's i think it's kind of cool i mean you can you can bring it into like any panerai ad and they'll you know they'll clean it up for you but here's the bit have you so you've worn this in public like on like like going to work and garbage like that right yeah yeah nobody nobody recognizes this at all damn i was gonna ask if you got any compliments or not even like recognizing being like oh that's a that's a fine watch or like or something like that you know what's hilarious? So we had a friend of the show visit Seattle. Mm-hmm. We met we met up for like a quick bite, and he brought some watches. I brought some watches, and we actually swapped watches for the time that he was here. Oh, cool! Uh, so I I took I took some of his stuff. He took a couple of my watches, um, and he was wearing the Panerai, and somebody somebody noticed it on him. <laughs> so the the one time that it happened, it didn't happen to me. <laughs> so maybe it's not the watch, and so so, so so maybe it's not the watch that's you. Maybe it's us. Maybe maybe we're the reason our watches can't succeed in the wild. What do you think? People people generally stay away from me in public. <laughs> I do not look like a pleasant person in public. <laughs> Just wearing a garbage bag, going to work. <laughs> nice watch. Am I talking to that guy? So a homeless person's wearing a Panerai. But it's it's not loud or anything. Um, I don't know. I I think it's kind of fun, and I can't wait for the hate mail. 
Is it uh, yeah, produce, yeah, everyone bring on the hate mail. We we <laughs> we're going to get into the habit of printing it out and putting it up in our in our offices, in our, our TBWS non existent offices. Um Oh my it? god. We gotta hmm. We gotta we gotta like the, the Seiko one should be the one that we print first. Remember that one? Oh my god, that was <laughs> We can't talk about that. We can't talk <laughs> 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 that was great. That one's totally there's a little, going up. There is on the a little wall. detail. There's a little detail about that email that I don't know if you've noticed, but we can talk about it later. We can talk about it. Later. I think I, I think I did notice it. I think that was okay. too fucking good. <laughs> but yeah, man, this thing is super cool. So you have it on the rubber right now. You've never put it on the on the, on the strap. Are you gonna think about like? Because I've seen I've seen these um, the Luminors on like Natos, and it looks so fucking cool. But you're not like a Nato person. Uh, I'm I'm a NATO person. Maybe not so much on these. Mm. Um, I might I might eventually actually gasp spring for something like custom leather. You know, like something that the Panerai like lunatics go nuts for. You can hit up EA uh, leather, man. Yeah. So so he he makes some pretty cool stuff. Um, other than that, I like this rubber strap. They make it in an olive green. <clears throat> So I might try that. Ooh, that'd be pretty cool. That all. But no, I I just I, I I love this combo, and I think I think if you go to our like our episode, I think it's titled like "Watch Window Shopping in Vegas" or something. I mm-hmm. bring up this dude at the hotel that we were staying at, and he had a Luminor on this rubber strap, and from that moment, I was just like, man, that guy. He's got it figured out. He's got <laughs> so, so I've always I've always just loved the Luminor on the stock black rubber strap. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's kind of how I'm gonna keep it for a while. Was that your was that your holiday watch? No, actually I wore the I wore the SKX uh, 175. Oh that's right. You took a photo. Very cool. Yeah. Very, it's very it's kind cool. of I don't I don't know what it is about that watch. I just I always put it on around like Christmas time. Maybe it's the red. I don't know. Might be the red. Yeah, I love that watch too. Uh, but that's that's enough of me. My turn. Um, yeah, I'm wearing. I already mentioned. It, I'm wearing my um, my still new Orient Star uh, Diver, one of the recent recently released um, limited editions. The JDM. Obviously, we can't get it here in the states. You guys have heard me rant a thousand times uh, on Orient's um, representation here in um, in the U.S. Yeah, it's not that great. I mean, like I used to be, I used to tiptoe around it before, but now I have no problem saying it sucks. Like it's really, really tough. If you and it's such an incredible disservice to us as watch collectors in that there are some really incredible things going on, and our main avenue for like resources for information here in the states mm-hmm. it really blows. You know, we don't hear about any of the cool models. We don't hear about any of the incredible like design and quality aspects that go into it um people still think orient is like uh like shitty seikos like oh they're made in the same factory it's like affordable seikos listen seikos are affordable seikos or i guess older seikos <laughs> older that's so sad now isn't it for older, now <laughs> yeah right. older seikos are affordable seikos but like orient and seiko have nothing to fucking do with each other and and there's just so much misinformation out there and it's just tough and so um, through the course of my normal internet sleuthing, I found out about these. They were released in um, August. My, I, I, I had to use uh, Stay of Japan to find this for me. It wasn't on his site. Um, I needed a watch broker because this version that I got, it's limited edition and it was sold out pretty quick. 
the ones that I could find online were like way overpriced, and so I, I contacted him, and he dude, he had that shit on lockdown, like in days. You know what I mean? Stay in Japan does not fuck around. <clears throat> so it was like a it was like a still a direct purchase through Stay in Japan, right? Yes. Pretty much. Okay. Cool. Yeah, like he he sent me he sent me a PayPal invoice. Isn't I it? <laughs> I love it when people send PayPal invoices. <laughs> he sent so me a PayPal invoice, and I'm like, oh, fuck, rock and roll, dude. The reference number on this, if you guys want to look up, it's RK-AT0106E. Uh, it's really, really cool. Uh, quite interesting, because I mentioned this before, Oring Star doesn't do divers, and we just got a shit ton of divers um, from Oring Star. So I think there's a lot of really, really cool stuff on the horizon. Um but yeah, this is my Christmas watch. I've been wearing it during the holidays for Christmas and for Hanukkah, and it's just, yeah, it wears super well. I was really terrified buying it online because I hadn't seen it. I saw a photo, and I fell in love with it, and I'm just like, oh, I'll take a risk. I took a risk on the Orient Christmas chrono, and that worked. I took a risk <laughs> on my Orient Star uh, GMT WZ0071DJ, and that was worth it. And I'm like, you know what? Let's go three for three. Let's take a risk. On this new Orient Star dive, and that was totally worth it. I am three for three, people. Yeah, on and that Orient unseen. <laughs> that post of the trio that you did on our feed is just like gorgeous. It's, like that, you're that's that's nuts. It's you're, you're funny. Like set. <laughs> someone, someone, um, it might have been Michael Hunsucker, but someone pointed out like, "Oh, there's your diver driver flyer." I'm like, "Oh fuck, you're right." I didn't even realize it's pretty it's solid. The perfect three watch collection. <laughs> you know. That's awesome. So, what, yeah. what website, by the way? So, like, mm-hmm. one of one of the issues that I have with Orient is that, like, I never know which one of their sites to go to to find, for example, like, new Orient Star stuff. So... Is it not one of their websites? No. I find new Orient stuff by just doing searches for Orient or Orient Star on Rakuten, or I use uh, from Japan, which is um, like a broker service that searches that searches aggregate like Japanese like e-commerce listings um, mm. in one place. Er, uh, Eric Strickland told us about it forever uh, uh, forever ago. Do you remember that? That's right. I remember now. So yeah. what I do is I don't rely on Orion USA to tell me a goddamn thing. Um, I'll just go on those websites and I'll just search and look. That's how I found out about these divers. No one fucking told me about these divers. Yeah, I had to find out about them. You know what I mean. <clears throat> um, so what I'm what I'm what I'm trying to do is um, <clears throat> I just want to get more. I just I just want to get more Orient information out there because I think it's now that Seiko is kind of losing the market that really made it incredible, and that was people seeing the value behind the watches and being able to get huge quality without breaking the bank. Now that that fucking ship has sailed, burned, and sunk to the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> um, I feel like it's an excellent opportunity for Orient to fill that gap, and so I think it's just getting more information out there. So I'm working on like a cool like history of Orient and like general FAQ, like Orient watch posts and everything like that. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. But yeah, this Orient Star, man, this thing totally blew me away. I love the color on here. I think the finish is is pretty incredible. And it's it wears really really well, and uh, the bezel, dude. This is my first sixty click bezel. Here, let's get some orological ASMR. <laughs> right, that's a proper In, click. A sixty click, and I think we've I think we've come together on this before, but it just makes so much more sense to me. Yeah, dude. What on <laughs> God's earth do I need one hundred and twenty clicks for? <laughs> 
Right? I mean, at the same time, what the hell do I need 60 clicks for? But that's, that's, that's besides the point. I like the 60 click bezel. I didn't think I was going to, but I do. Um, let me think what else. Uh, what's really cool is Orient is now phasing out. Not quite phasing out. I think deprioritizing the original 469 movement caliber that they have been iterating on since 1971 when they bought the licensing rights from Seiko for the 7005. They've been iterating on that fucking... It's probably time. <laughs> but probably that speaks time. that speaks to the reliability and the robustness of that fucking movement base, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, they're phasing that out and Orion's now getting their new F6 and F7 calibers in um, a lot of... Watches that we know and love. Obviously, they launched the F6. Oh, you hear the church bells? I do. <laughs> right, on, right on time. <laughs> right on time. The When the Orient uh, Ray 2 and Mako 2 came out, those were the first ones to debut the new um, F6 caliber. And they're now doing similar things with the Orient Star, uh, Orient Star line as well. So I'm excited for that. It's all in-house. You know what I mean? Uh, all in-house movements. You know, it's sapphire uh, crystal on this. The thing hand winds. It hacks. It's just, it's just a, you get a shit ton of really incredible like features without spending, you know, a fuck ton of money. You know what I <clears> mean? Nice. So I, I really, I really wish they would do your GMT again. Like I would buy one of those fucking things. I. They might. I mean, you can probably find one online if you dig, but it's not going to be new, and it's probably going to be pretty expensive. But I want, I want like a new dial. I want new dial colors. On oh that yeah, 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 yeah. Like imagine, imagine your GMT with the sort of color tone that you got that you got on your diver. Oof. Dude, like that, that would be it. I'd, I'd, I'd buy that fucking thing. I would buy. It. I would, and, I, and I, and I'd close the fucking book on like my GMT hunt. I would buy two of them. I would keep one in the closet, and I would, so one would be my my closet copy, and one would be my makeout copy, the one I just garrulously make out with every night. <laughs> you know what I mean? Comic book because guys the, used to do reader copy and a, and a, and an archive copy. I don't know if wash people do the same thing. <laughs> because the proportions on that GMT are just like they're spot on yeah you know yeah um, and maybe that maybe that's why you've you've scored every single time you you, you buy these sight unseen i think you know seiko obviously does it really really well mm. but orient does I also think maybe i'm the ideal <clears throat> orient watch wrist size maybe we're both the ideal orient watch wrist size maybe that's <laughs> what it is you know telling you so, man uh orient, so you should, um you should talk to us <laughs> <laughs> Orient Europe talks to us. I like, I like, I like the Orient Europe folks. You know, that's true. Yeah, um, they're. I'm trying to get them to help me put this post together. Oh yeah, with photos and stuff. I yeah, think I saw that. Yeah. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, you know. So it's just, I love this Orient Star. It's got me super jazzed. One of my 2020 goals is to, um, like I mentioned before, get more Orient information out there, kind of demystify it, just get a lot of facts out there, just so people can. Because I don't want someone to hear about Orient watches where it's something like, oh, if you're going to get an Orient, just buy a Seiko because Orients are shitty Seikos. Or like, oh, don't buy an Orient. You know, they're all like like crappy, like made in like China or whatever. And I'm not yeah. saying that something made in China automatically makes it crappy. I'm just saying I'm echoing some of like the, the, the erroneous bullshit I've heard out there. And I don't want someone to hear that from someone else and then for them to write off Orient and then to be on this sort of like existential listless watch hunt 
where they never find the right watch for them, where the reality is maybe Orient is the fucking perfect watch brand for you, man, or girl, yeah. and you just, you're letting someone else's bullshit impede you from finding happiness. You know, mm-hmm. that's the last thing I want to fucking have happen to someone. No. Yeah, or learn about Orient through a terrible Mr. Orient ad spot. I'm really happy. I, I'm really happy they pulled those ads and fucking <laughs> lynched Mr. Orient or whatever the fuck <laughs> ended up happening to that guy. I have no idea. But dude, those ads were horrible. Yeah, you know what Sorry, I mean, guys. <laughs> I just, I really don't know what audience they were shooting for. I don't. Um, I don't. I don't. I trying not to say my feelings right now because my feelings won't be proactive at all but i'm just really happy the mr orient ads are fucking gone and their dnas have been expunged from the earth you yeah. know um that's what i'm saying man that but the thing is that was all orient usa that was all you know orient usa like so we talked about this before but orient's um headquarters structure it's all fractured so there's orient europe there's orient usa there's orient like flagship which is in um akita and uh in Japan, but no one talks to each other. Nothing's coordinated. You know, it's like it's the complete opposite of Seiko. With Seiko, everything is a coordinated and concerted effort from the head office uh, and all that shit works like a well-oiled machine. So I will say, in that sense, Orient is a shitty version of Seiko and that they don't know what the fuck they're doing with their uh, you know, um, outlet communication and, and coordination. Is that fair? Well, and I think Seiko is even tightening tightening it up even more now yeah, because dude. that's that's part of everything moving to Prospects. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're just trying to like unify all of the product lines. I think I think eventually it's going to be like Grand Seiko and Prospects. <laughs> probably, know? probably, but, I mean, or that's, just that's... or just very very well defined product lines with yeah. very unified marketing. Yeah, it's easier for people, even though you and I are complaining about the prices for new watch folks, the next generation, it's going to be way easier for them to understand Seiko. Yeah. How often have we been like, oh, Seiko released a new model they didn't tell anyone about her, her. Yeah, those days are fucking gone, I think, man. Yeah, I I think so, too. And speaking of which, I want to I want to make a call out or like a quick shout out, actually, to Mm. um, just a website user, Phil Davis. Um, What up, Phil? He left a pretty pretty good comment on my post about the new Seiko Alpinist watches. So these these things are getting trashed like left and right. We've been pretty critical about the price as well. Yes. Um, but he just kind of runs through some some of the positives actually of the good. new Prospects model. So um, I'm interested to see like what folks think about all this new <clears> stuff <throat> as it as it rolls out. Um, this this Alpinist model is going to be pretty front and center on on your Instagram feed next month. Yeah, get ready, guys. Yeah, get ready to have Alpinist shoved down your throat, man. <laughs> oh, girl. But yeah, so um, I guess we've already transitioned from the. But yeah, so I'm wearing this Orient Star Diver. I, I love it. I want to get more Orients um, this you know this year. I think that's one of my 2020 goals. More interesting Orients. Possibly, I want to get more stuff that tells the Orient watch code story. So vintage Orient, which I think is a really tricky slash scary vintage market to get into because in my kind of digging around, I think it's not that there are a lot of faked Orients, vintage Orients out there. There's just a lot of vintage Orient misinformation out there. 
You know mm. what I mean? So okay. I think vintage oriented is something I want to kind of start digging into. And, and I just I, I've only really wanted to get into that as I've been putting this. Um, you know, hundred plus year, hundred twenty year timeline together of of Orient watches, and I'm like, I'm learning all this stuff. I'm like, oh, that's so cool! I'd love to have that piece of history, blah blah blah. So I think that's one of my 2020 goals: more Orients, better Orient information out there, and then possibly dipping my toe into uh, vintage Orients. You know, I f- I feel like vintage Orient is sh- like shopping for vintage Doxa when it's not a sub. So. <laughs> So that that is like a minefield that I know nothing about. Yeah. Like I know what a I know what a Doxa sub is, and that's what like everybody cares about. Yep. But Doxa made so many watches. Wow. Like before before that, and there's like not really that much information. Um, so that that'll be cool to see how you uh, how you move forward on that. Yeah. Yeah, man. But yeah, here let's let's talk 2020 urology goals. I just talked about Orion a lot. Obviously, that's one of my um big goals what about you You last episode of the year last episode of the decade for tbws going into a new decade new year you know what's kind of on your mind as a goal as a watch collector not even not necessarily the tbws host as a watch collector you know what's kind of on your mind I'll start with something simple. A bucket of panerais? Um, a bucket of panerais. Just a fucking <laughs> just a janitor's mop pail of fucking panerais dude. Oh my god! I love how I love how a bucket has become a unit of measurement. Well, I love a bucket of anything because it, it it immediately unsexifies it. You could get the most like romantic or romantically inclined consumer product on fucking earth, and you show the hundred of them in a bucket, totally unsexy. I think it's perfect. Oh man! So I'm gonna start with something super simple. Actually, okay. I wanna I want like another scuba dude. I want another scuba dude, and I want to That's keep That's awesome. It. Another Vostok Amphibia scuba dude. Um, have yeah. you decided on, on a case style? Do you you want to get another 120, or you? Could, I, I think of, you, you mentioned the 420, which is what I have. I feel like I really like the 120 case size. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, and and actually, that was one of that was one of the only watches that like my wife saw, and she's like, "Wow, what is that? The, like the blue on cool. that on that dial is so cool." So. <laughs> I think I think that that scuba dude variation that I had in that case style with that dial color is probably pretty underrated when you consider like the folks that go for the scuba dude. Hmm. Um, and then people mod mod them to like like the ends of the earth afterwards. But yeah, uh, yeah, I kind I kind of want to pick up another one. There there are two really like. So there are two like non-impactful watch purchases that I want to make in in 2020, and that that's one of them. And the second one is I kind of I kind of want to try one of those alphas, those alpha. Oh my god, that's right. We're talking about that. One of the Daytonas. The, yeah, the same. This just the same one that we saw at uh, Wind Up after that. That, that dude, dude was showed. just walking around with it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, not not really like. How giant do your balls have to be to walk into a, a watch nerd convention with neckbeards frothing at frothing at the mouth? You walk in with an Alpha Daytona, like a like a clearly a fake Daytona. You'd have bigger cojones if you walked in with an Invicta. Steel? Oh, that's true. I should have walked in with my rainbow case Invicta, <laughs> just fucking dangling down like all the way to my 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 thumb and pinky, because that's how fucking that's- big that watch is on me. That's for when we get invited to SIHH. If we get invited to SIHH, I will wear that Rainbow Invicta. 
We fucking heard it here. If we get invited to SIHH, I will wear that motherfucking watch. <laughs> oh boy. Can I, I don't want to interrupt you. Can I tell you a funny story about that watch? No, you can. Yeah, by all means. This is kind of this is like a freeform holiday episode. So, so I have to tell you something about that watch, Michael. I never still have it. Well, yes, I do still have it. Um, I've what I've done is I I've combined two different narratives into one to justify me keeping that watch. I've combined the narrative of the cursed monkey paw and the telltale mm-hmm. heart. All right, <laughs> I cannot get rid of that watch, but at the same time, it's driving me insane. You know what I mean? <laughs> you hear it at night. I hear it. I hear it's <laughs> dead ticking, ticking. I'm like, I gotta burn the fucking watch, but it's just gonna come back. You know what I mean? Um, but that's another story. So I had to tell you something about about that watch. I never thought this would happen. I never thought this would happen, Michael. I saw someone wearing it in the wild. Oh my god! Like the actual the, the same, rainbow one. The same watch I reviewed, the Rainbow Invicta Bolt Quartz Two Five Five Two. So they sold two. Great. They sold two. <laughs> Yay! They popped champagne over at Invicta in Hollywood, Florida, or wherever the fuck they are now. They, uh, they, they you know, they, they, they danced a jig in the office. They sold two of those Rainbow Quartz Invictas. And I feel horrible saying this. I feel really bad saying this, guys. But the person I saw wearing my, the watch that, the, the, that Rainbow Bolt Quartz Invicta 2552 is exactly the type of person you think would be wearing. Uh, that watch. It was an older gentleman. He had like the weird too much in the sun beef jerky tan. You know what I mean? Had a short ponytail kind of pulled back. Had on a scally cap. You know that like golfers wear? I don't know. I don't know know what the fuck else it's called. Um, He had like a Hawaiian shirt on. He had shorts and he had those like Nike black flip flops. You know? So is this like a generic grocery store brand version of a Steven Seagal? I was gonna say Guy Fieri, like a okay. like a like a like a poor like a poor Guy Fieri, not like gotcha. not post Food Network. Hey guys, Guy Fieri here, coming at you from Smellovision. Not like not like rich Guy Fieri, poor Guy Fieri when he was still gotcha. cobbling his look together, like poor Lady Gaga when she was still cobbling her looks together, looking at like a, mm-hmm. like a Halloween costume version of herself before she got famous. You know what I mean? Perfect. Poor Guy Fieri. Poor and Guy that's, Fieri. That's, the, that's exactly who was wearing the And like, I had to, I had to not stare. I saw him. He, this was in Disney Springs, and my wife and I were like walking around, like window shopping. But and we were we were in a store, and he was next to me, and I was just staring at him. I was, <laughs> I was staring at him in a way that could be misconstrued as like a sexual leer. So, but it didn't occur to me until about 45 seconds into my stand. I go, fuck, I should probably close my jaw and like look away. Otherwise, this could get fucking misinterpreted. You know what I mean? And I don't want to have some kind of huge conversation in the middle of this store about why I was staring at this man. who's clearly not my fucking type. Okay. I would never go for someone that walked outside dressed like that. Let's just be clear about that, people. Um, but it was just incredible. I never thought I would see it in the wild. But I will say this to that guy's credit. Dressed up like Broke Man's Guy Fieri, like a Halloween costume version of himself. He looked fucking super happy. He looked yeah. so confident. He had no tension in his body. Had a great big smile on his face. With his Oakley shades. Of course, he's wearing those Oakleys. You know, the, the ones that were like popular when we were kids. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Um, a time capsule of misguided coolness. But damn it. He looked <laughs> fucking really happy. 
So kudos to you, Rainbow Quartz Invicta guy. You made my yeah, day. Kudos to Invicta for selling more than one. Maybe, selling two. <laughs> maybe maybe a tour of the headquarters is in store for us. I don't want to go to. I don't want. Considering your location. No. I'll only do the Invicta headquarters tour if Guy Fieri gives it to us. But yeah, I think isn't Guy Fieri a Breitling guy? Oh my I've, gosh. I've seen him wear something horrible on television. All a, a lot of those Food Network folks are watch people, but I don't know what Guy Fieri wears. What's he got? Let's see. I think okay. he's. Oh yeah, what's he wearing here? This orange watch. This is what I've seen him wear all the time. I don't know if it's like, what is that? Yeah, I, I have no clue. That, okay, I found a picture of him. Looks like he's wearing a gold fucking Yacht Master. That's cool. That's a money watch. <laughs> right? Can anyone identify what watch Guy Fieri is wearing? What is that? Yeah, man, I don't know. Guy Fieri, what? Oh, he's got a Doxa in a photo. No. Yeah. A sub 600T. My God. I shouldn't make fun of Guy Fieri anymore, should I? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He's, <laughs> he's got a Zodiac? I see him wearing a Seiko Tuna. Dude, maybe he's a watch guy. Guy, are you listening? First of all, I apologize now for all the jokes I've about you over the past few <laughs> There have been a lot, uh, which is fine. They do. <laughs> you know? Next next interview, maybe? Next interview. Hey guys, Guy Fieri here. Tell you, tell you the two book wash knobs suck. Coming at you from Flavortown. Smell a vision. My oh wife my and I goodness. used to watch a lot of diners drive and dives. Back in college. La Calle. We're back. Man. But yeah, so um what was I talking about? Yeah, I saw one of these fucking watches in the wild. Uh, yeah, kudos to you, Rainbow Quartz and Victor guy. It looked like you actually had everything figured out. I had the same experience you did with that guy. You saw someone wearing a Panerai on the on the that rubber strap, and you're like, that guy's got to figure it out. I had the yeah. same experience with someone on a watch, with the watch on the complete opposite spectrum. Yeah, of the watch you saw. Both both controversial watches. <laughs> Incredibly so. Yeah. Those those are my, my first two like twenty twenty goals. I just I kind of want to try out those two those two. Well, not try out. I, I want to like. I just the, yeah. I want to the one. Though, so going back to the Vostok Amphibia, the one twenty case is cool. It's one of the few um, Vostok Amphibia cases that has like a crown guard, and it's kind of more European style in its sentiments. Most people tend to go for the classic looking Vostok Amphibia cases. So the four twenty, which is what I have. It's also the case style that was on the um, the the ship's wheel, the Zizou model, the, the model that everyone knows, the the one that um, Bill Murray wore in the Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou. That was a 420 case, but with the ship's yeah. wheel. The other popular ones are the 090, which is the modern reference number for the Tonneau style case. Although um, they've jazzed it up, the whole thing is now polished and it's a little bit bigger than the classic Tonneau style, you know, Vostok cases and um, the Ministry case 710. You know, all of those are like classic, you know, Soviet watch case like reference numbers and names. But the 120 definitely gets less love, but it's also pretty freaking cool, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I just I, I just missed that watch. I gave it away actually uh, almost exactly a year ago. Um so Pick it up. I'll, that's a that, that's a pretty small up. watch purchase. I'd say I'd say go for it. Treat treat yourself. So how how about you? What what are you kind of 
Uh, what else are you looking for? Let me see here. Talked about that one, putting more information about Orient. So I have one here that I've mentioned before, which is which is quite 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 benign. I think everyone can agree with. And I also have one here that's controversial. Which one do you want me to go through? Controversial one. Okay. Of course. <laughs> I want to be less micro-brand focused in 2020. Me too. I am so fucking over it because there's just so much... It's so difficult to find something that... I'm trying to think of a way to say it. There's just too many fucking micro-brands... Every every time I hear about a new micro brand, I have to go through this fucking like evaluation of like, do you actually care about watches or are you just doing this as like a cash grab, which there's nothing wrong with. But as watch consumers, we're constantly bombarded. Every form of content we consume as as watch collectors is some form of advertising. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know of any other hobby where that's like the case, you know? Uh, um, I mean, I guess technically you could argue almost everything is, but it's more overt with watches just because it's so it's product focused. And so anything, anything that has been permeated like or like kind of infiltrated by the influencer game. Yeah, man. You know, and for some reason, it's just like every time I hear about a new micro brand, because these people are always fucking emailing us. It's just like I got I got I got to play the game. I have to play the game. Are you actually offering something that's interesting or or quality or or who will benefit from this i think nick harris from orion watches said it best do we need this right was that nick yeah i'm pretty sure that was nick like do we actually like do we actually need this in the world like your your fucking next great groundbreaking micro brand Ooh, it's got blue on it. Like, oh, do we fucking like? Do we fucking need this? And 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 so that's constantly something that we're doing here at TBWS. Anytime you do hear about us mention like a micro brand or like a new brand, I don't know, release micro or non. Usually, took a long fucking time for us to figure out if it's worth even mentioning. You do know? you think? Do you think that it kind of um, slowed down in 2019 as compared to 2018? What? Just like the micro micro brand releases and all that stuff. No. I think if anything, it got. I think we might have become more desensitized to it, but I feel like there's there's more um, there's more micro brands coming out, but they're all struggling with how to like penetrate the market, reach people, and everything like that. And so it's just it's just difficult for me to like give a shit because micro brands have transitioned from like a handful of folks who are iterating on something because of truly because of a passion for it not even necessarily because of a passion for watches specifically so one of the reasons why i love what steve lawland's doing over at raven and what he's done throughout his entire like micro like brand like thing and he's one of like one of the early micro brand dudes man he's like yeah. he was doing it before it was cool you know <laughs> that's true doing it before it was cool doing it before it was cool man <laughs> Um, he does it because of a love for uh, outdoor lifestyle and design. <clears throat> Those are his, first uh, and foremost. Do you see his new uh, knife company, by the way? He's a knife company? Yeah, it's called Finch. So like kind the of... Band? Well, like the bird. So like Ray, now you have Raven and you have Finch. So do I buy the knife to stab a Finch to death? Or... <laughs> 
Well, you you buy the Finch and the Raven. Let me see here. Finch. Okay, I see a picture of a man driving a Jeep in the mud. That's good. <laughs> so he's he's oh, kind of Oh, I see these now. I think he I think he kind of also realized that um, you know, the whole EDC group is pretty popular with with uh, Raven watches or These are fun. These aren't really <clears throat> My style. I love how the yellow one is called Yellow Belly. Yellow Belly. That's great. <laughs> I don't think I saw that. That's cool. These are interesting. No, I'm, I'm seeing this for the first time now. I think know? we're all. I think we're all friended out. And, and the same. The same goes with with micro brands. Sorry, you just like, heard me kiss my cat on air. I, I just like involuntarily. I don't know if you heard that. It's okay. It's adorable. It's adorable. Cat, get out of here. Daddy's working. For fuck's sake. Not really working. Um. Well, this is this is this is this is evidence of, of what I was saying before. It's 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 this is another expression of his love for outdoor culture. Yeah, you know, like if you've ever met Steve, he's just that guy. He, yeah, know? he's a big time like he's big time into travel, like just adventure in general. Yeah, um, yeah. Stuff and like so that. It, it it wasn't and like I'm sh like those are the main driving factors. It's a love of design. He's very much into design and like you know a, a love of this and so that always comes through in the watches that he puts out. There are other watch brands out there who like micro brands where they what's the they try and like oh what's the word overcompensate for like how much they love watches. Like we're yeah. doing this, but you know what I mean. And it's just like it's just like uh, like, like remember you remember that that fake story I told about like although I have time for you that guy like like oh when my daddy left for the war he handed me his wristwatch <laughs> as the train was leaving and the last thing he said was although I have time for you that's why I started Train Watch Co. You know what I mean? Like it's. <laughs> I don't know if you remember I told Dude, that that <laughs> shit would that shit would kill it on that Kickstarter. Would, I would I would I would exceed my goals. Okay. Oh my god. You know what I'm you know what I'm starting to see again? And I don't know if this happens to you on like the YouTube ads that you get, hmm. but I, I'm starting to get these wood watches again. Have you seen those? Are those coming it's back? Like another company making oh like we make this out of whiskey barrels, and that's what makes us cool. Like I don't want, I don't want fucking a whiskey barrel watch. That sounds horrible, Ugh, dude. And you know, I, I think a lot of it has to do with the success also of MVMT um, and Daniel. Oh, those Wellington. motherfuckers! Yeah, I actually, I, I think we might be seeing more like super generic brands, like super, like borderline rebranded Alibaba stuff. Mm. come out because of the success that we've seen recently from MVMT uh, and Daniel Wellington. They want to so. either either move a shit ton of product or they want to get bought. Yeah, exactly. You know, so inevitably they don't have you as a watch collector, your best interests in mind. And I know it's like a pipe dream of me to be like, you know, every watch, every watch brand should, you know, want to make the best quality possible for us consumers i know that's a pipe dream but it's also something that i that you can find if you if you really dig hard enough and i will tell you right now 99 percent of the micro brands out there don't give a fuck about you mm -hmm. don't don't spend don't spend on the product and product development spend on the social campaign those are the bad ones that's Right. But that, yeah, that's yeah. what that's what kind of like gets a lot of you momentum. Spend, of you spend you spend more on 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 marketing 
than actual yeah. like what you put into your your product. So generally, a lot of the a lot of these companies that treat it as if it's another expansion of their kind of financial portfolio, they'll put money into you know spending single or double digits on getting the actual product, but then triple or quadruple digits on marketing it out there. And so what they're selling you is not actually a product that is helping you be a more mindful collector. They're selling you something based off of like a lifestyle marketing ad that will make you feel as if you're achieving status or that you're becoming like a better person. And like, I know I'm sounding crazy, but I hate those fucking ads where it's like the guy's driving a Ferrari and like a hot chick gets into it. And then like, it's like the watch, you know, Railco watch company, like on his fucking wrist. <laughs> And it's just like, this is fucking stupid. So I'm going to get a watch and someone's going to mail me a Ferrari. I'm going to bang hot chicks like that. Like that, like they're not selling you an actual watch that you can use to express your illogical interest. They're selling you a watch to make you feel better about your shitty life. All right. You know, what's funny. I just watched a pretty good documentary about <clears throat> that fire festival on Netflix. Oh, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of like the same fucking thing. And you actually see behind the scenes footage of like Jaw Rule and the fucking like... <laughs> Wanna be angel investors yeah. behind the scenes talking like, oh, we're just selling a pipe dream to like, we're selling things to like people that are never gonna have it. Yeah, you dude. Know? It's just, and they wired, dude, they fucking wired like a quarter million dollars to one of the Kardashians to make one Instagram post for a festival that did not exist. Yeah. So like, if you could do that <laughs> on that scale, it's gonna happen with other products like watches and, um, you know, apparel and accessories and things like that. So don't think a watch purchase will fix something in your life that you can fix without buying it. Yeah. That oh, shit I've, never I've, works. And I, I've made, I've made that mistake before. Everyone yeah. has. I have. Even, that's why I'm so mad about it. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. So that, that's, that's a good goal. That's a good goal for 2020. And I've, I think, I think it's not really just the micro brands that are the culprits. I think it does happen with some of the larger brands as well. I I, I only I'm I'm, I'm only I'm only targeting micro brands because there's this idea of in the watch community if a micro brand is selling it it's automatically authentic authentic and like no authentic to us yeah, yeah ex exactly like that's not that's not the case yeah. you need to be more discerning with everyone that's facing you with anything yeah you know what I mean so that's that's one of my goals less focused on fucking micro brands. Because I think for a while I was hardcore focused on my, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, micro brands, micro brands are the way I'm gonna find, like, blah 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 blah, and like, there are micro brands who I do really focus on because like I know them and I believe in them, and they are doing this for what I construe as the right reasons, you know? Yeah. Um, but the majority of them are not. So I think that's one of my 2020 goals. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna focus less on micro brands and just try and. Just be a bit more discerning with that. I think the only micro brand watch that I bought this year um, <clears throat> might have been the Notice, the Contrail. Mm -hmm. Notice, um, Raven. Obviously, we mentioned Steve Logan over at Raven. Gavox. Gavox is the man. Dude, Michael Happy's the man. Why aren't more people buying Gavox watches? <laughs> right? Because he's he's not really selling it. The he doesn't same give way. a fuck who hears about his watches. He just likes making watches. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's what that's that's like that's the Marco Quo. It's like it's like the hole in the wall restaurant where they don't give a fuck what sort of shitty atmosphere they have. That bowl of noodles you get is perfect. 
Yeah, it's still still mom's noodles. Still mom's noodles. You could be eating it inside of the fucking blown out colon of a bull. All right, really shitty, literally ambience, but the food is still the focus. So like for me, that's like I think that's here. That that that's that's I'm getting very upset. That's me done talking about that. What's one of your 2020 goals? I'm gonna close the book on the GMT. <clears throat> oh my god, that's, what is that's that the mean? biggest one. What does that mean? So for I, I feel like for the longest time I've had my diver <clears throat> and my driver. So I got the yes. Speedy and the Doxa. Yeah. But that 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 you know that flyer still hasn't been filled. And I always say flyer with with the intention of considering a uh, a dual time watch. So some okay. some kind of GMT. Actually, you're like something with a GMT movement. Uh, right. Not like a, not like a gmt bezel or anything like that something that's actually built into the movement you want the uh, third hand i want the third hand man <laughs> the complication the complication <laughs> what, what what uh could what about the orient star could that be it if they release it in a different dial color that would be super tempting hmm. um i have also been looking at those um and this would only work if i sell like every seiko that i own <laughs> <laughs> but um and then maybe I, I could have like half of the used price but i've really i've always loved the since it came out the 9f quartz um mm. grand seiko gmts the yellow one the yellow one is expensive okay. but there's there's a non-limited black one and a non-limited blue one um so that's been super tempting like if you consider what you want in a travel watch that can handle multiple time zones it's quartz it's is it this one sbgn 003 so i want the sbgn 005 so i i think people i think the 003 might be the black one okay people people shit on that one for looking like an explorer I don't think it looks like an explorer. Fuck you, internet. All right. But, Jesus Christ. But, um. Fucking hell, man. But the blue one avoids that entirely. This thing's killer. I mean, it's blue dial. Come on. Come on, guys. Uh, and it, it has that, like, white ring on the inside, the chapter ring. Yeah. Oh, man. It's, it's, it's a nice one. Um, so that's, that's something that I'm looking at. The Orient would also, like, derail that if, if they came out with something new, that'd be pretty cool. Dude, the case on this thing is fucking gorgeous. Like, I'm getting a good look at it right now. Like, wow. Yeah. Oh my God. I, <laughs> I have seen... I, I've, wow. So people people bought a bunch of the non-limited ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I've seen them come out, like, on the used market. And, like, even David SW, I think I saw, I saw him sell one for less than what I paid for my Speedmaster. So... That's, oh wow that's 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 crazy that's another purchase that would take some planning yeah um but it's a pretty like I, i'm i'm disappointed in how i approached the glycine airman like it just didn't mm. i think i hyped it up way too much yeah like, just for me um it's in the hands of a pilot now so that's good that's good i, I feel good about that <laughs> um that's one and also our our resident contributor greg has also like we've we've also chatted a bit about the the black bay gmt uh, there's now there's, um, there's there's two gregs so greg bedrosian i'm assuming yes yeah yeah 
So uh, that 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 one is just a little bit more complicated. Like you you still can't get it in the store or anything, and people are paying over retail for it, which I think is. Well, if you were insane. with me on the Disney Fantasy this past October, you could have bought one because the ship had one in sale. First That's off. nuts. <laughs> How crazy is that? Maybe they had two. I'll, they had two in there. Maybe I'll buy one during our Alaska cruise. There you go, man. <laughs> uh, honestly, if it was if it was truly a competition between the two in your mind for 2020, Grand Seiko. Go with the Grand Seiko. I, th- I think so. I, like the, the Tudor is really, really nice. Why mm-hmm. I, I feel like there's more... There's more that I'd have to worry about um, with the tutor. Like that, that that fucking 9F thing loses what, like 10 seconds a year? Five seconds a year or some shit like that? Probably. Uh, it, it's it's nuts. I think you changed the battery in like 50 years or something. Well, the thing is that the Grand Seiko, this, this, this 9F Quartz GMT you're talking about, it checks off so many boxes. First of all, Grand Seiko box. Also, yeah. 9F Quartz box, which we've been talking about. For a long time. I think you and I have both talked a lot about owning uh, one of the 9F Quartz iterations for a long time. GMT, you know what I mean? Um, it checks off like just so many boxes of things that we've talked about for for a long time. Yeah. So Plus, I think but, the sizing on this is probably way better than the Tudor. Oh, absolutely. It's I think it's around like 39 or something. Dude, that's fucking perfect. Yeah. So that's... That's a good contender. It also it also has like the jumping local hour hand. So, uh, you know, what you get like in the kinetic GMT movement from Seiko. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a nine F. It would I would have to sell. I would have to sell off like some Seikos and some some micros to like I don't know <laughs> get a deposit on it or something. But that but that the thing is that 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 serves the other one of our other perpetual goals of paring down. Yeah, yeah. Purging and paring down. I want to be orologically anorexic. Is it, is it anorexic? Which one's the one where you purge? Or is it bulimic? That's, that's anorexic. I want to be orologically anorexic. Okay. Right? Oh my goodness. That's my watch goal. I apologize if I'm offending anyone that's ever battled with, with eating disorders. It's all right. Oh, man. People, people have called me manorexic before. So. <laughs> That's sexist and insensitive. That's yes. fantastic. <laughs> That's wonderful. Wow. Uh, that that is that is cruelly efficient. You know? mm, but these, oh these... yeah, so this this SBGN 005, it sells, it retails for thirty two hundred. I would not pay that. No, you'd have uh, to you'd buy it secondhand, man. I'd have to I'd have to get it secondhand. Only because I've seen them like take that hit secondhand. I think let's I saw one on, for like let's go and watch recon. Watch recon right now. I'm on, my, I'm on my fucking phone. Oh my god. Yeah, SBGN Sibgen 005. Sorry, no listening for fun. Well, fuck you. <laughs> I think. Um, I think. I think I David the, SW might have a black one. I found the SBGJ203 for $4,000. Holy fuck balls. No, that's, that, that might be a different one. That's probably the limited one. And uh, David SW is fresh out. He sold like two this month. Come on, David, get your shit together. <laughs> you only have like 40 APs in stock oh, right now. God. Get some Seikos. <laughs> don't, don't you want people to take you seriously, David SW? Come on. Dude, God. I, like, no joke. 
no joke hashtag not sponsored i think i visit his website every single day i haven't been on his site in a long time but there was a period of time where i did go to it every day it's 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 I, I don't understand how everyone doesn't go through him because he gets stuff. He does. I mean, you know, being being serious now, he gets stuff super early, just crazy stuff you wouldn't imagine, and relatively speaking, within the world of fucking horology, fucking really good prices. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. <clears throat> so yeah, that that I'm 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 really looking to close close the book on the GMT because I have I have other you know other more long-term watch collecting goals and i feel like i've been snagged at this level Mm -hmm. you know like nailing a really good gmt that can keep me satisfied long term we can have like a jerry lewis style telethon fundraiser to get you the money (laughs) you know what i mean come on guys we're only thirty two hundred dollars away from getting micah's gmt we're here to bring you 24 hours of you know exclusive entertainment blah 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 just just me juggling or trying to juggle for like 24 hours i don't want people on the phone like donating i want people on the phone like yelling at me like with their <laughs> so like dms in real oh, life fuck. dms oh my god no i don't want to have dms no <laughs> no uh, so what's your you you have one more then I guess. Uh, but, 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 let me see here. Yeah, I can talk about this one. This one, uh, I mentioned, I think I did an episode solo. I think I did 154 solo. I talked about this uh, there. Um, I want to build a stronger narrative with my um, Soviet watch collection, my USSR uh, you know, watch collection. Right now, it's pretty fractured. I've just taken pot shots at pieces I thought were interesting, but what I want to do is I want to like tell an actual story almost almost like build out i mean i guess in a weird way like an exhibition you know what i mean like mm-hmm. like a, like an interesting timeline um i was inspired to do so i, I the, the kernel of the idea was done, was was planted in my mind uh, a couple or about a year and a half or two years ago when um i was hanging out with the tbws listener and he was showing me his collection and i understood the breadth of what it meant to really curate a collection curate a collection in a way that's not how most people collect where most people collect in the same way you eat potato chips sometimes it's once one at a time over and over again sometimes it's ten at a time over and over again sometimes it's how many ever many you can fit in your hand Mm -hmm. at a time but it's the the notion of just consumption 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 um, and that was not how this person's collection was yeah. curated. And so I'm like, fuck, man, this is this is nuts. And so I was inspired by that experience, you know, a long time ago. And I've been kind of turning it in my head, like, how do I do that with Soviet watches, blah, blah, blah. And so it's something I want to try and really aggressively take on for um, 2020. Just getting more Soviet watch information out there, hunting down specific key models. I mentioned two of them on episode 154, the solo episode. Um, It's the Vostok Amphibia Neptune, or the Vostok Neptune as it's now called. Really quirky watch, really, really cool features. Bad timing because the government collapsed. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like you do. The The watch came out in the middle of the 80s. That was not the best time to bring out a watch in the Soviet Union. Because <laughs> the Soviet Union was the Soviet Union uh, about six years after that, six, seven years after that. 
the other watch I talked about uh, there was the um, the Raketa World Time, um, which I think you might have seen before. It's this Raketa. It's like a hockey puck, and it has this bezel, and the bezel has different like uh, capitals on there, and you can like turn the bezel to figure out like the time zones and like other countries based on your local time zone. Blah blah blah. Because they they, they watch came out in the seventies, and they wanted to compete. The Soviets wanted to compete with other um, European, uh, you know, watchmakers who were doing world time watches and everything like that. The only problem mm-hmm. is the Raketa World Time. I guess when they're doing the math. Uh, someone didn't account for daylight savings time, so the watch just doesn't work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so if you if you wanted a world time watch, you could count on. Don't get that one. Use your phone like a fucking human. Um, but if you want something quirky, Raketa World Time. It's a great contender. Um, you know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Stuff like you mm-hmm. can actually tell like a story about maybe a specific brand or just the whole lineage of um, Soviet watches. I think that would that would be something that I, I, I want to aggressively target. So Raketa World Time's on my radar. Uh, a good example of the Vostok Neptune, Vostok Amphibia Neptune uh, on my radar. Also, I think probably for me, Probably, I don't know. I don't know if this is really on any, any other Soviet watch collectors' radars because I know a few <laughs> of you guys listen to the show. Um, I really want the the the. How do you say it? There's a Vostok model that they produced for a very short time. Uh, I think. What do you? What do people call it? Let me double check. It's the Vostok. If I could, this this is gonna be fucking impossible for me to find. But if I found this, it would totally, totally help me out in my search here. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. What people actually call it. I call it the Vostok um, King or the Vostok Crown. Uh, it's a Vostok Amphibia diver with two crowns and an internal bezel. So if you just search Vostok Two Crown, there's a Reddit post where someone has one. Vostok two crown. <clears throat> Let's see. I think I found the Reddit post. It's a diver. Ooh, this is cool. It looks like it's from fucking Tron. <laughs> That's pretty cool, right? <laughs> so uh, it's two crowns. It's an interior rotating bezel. They didn't make these for very long. There's not a lot of them out there, but I would love. I would love to add this to my Soviet watch collection just because of its rarity. And also because it just, um, it represents a period of time where Vostok was experimenting, which is always fucking cool, you know? Um, the late Mark Gordon, I think he has two of these in his collection. Wow. You know? Fuck is that? <clears throat> you hear that? It's a sound. I, I do, yeah. What was that sound? You never finished watching Chernobyl, right? This- no, I couldn't, I couldn't watch the horrible show, Michael. It's just people walking into rooms tasting metal and vomiting for like an hour and a half. I'm not watching that. That's terrible. It's funny because I want I wanted to like text you and say like hey you should watch this episode of Chernobyl. This dude I think is wearing a Vostok on uh, like some kind of Vostok diver on a bun strap, but it's also the episode where they're just shooting cats. I'm not watching that. I mean, there's enough horrible shit. So when I watch television, I really try and find what, I try to find television that, that that makes me happy. I don't understand. This is where you and I kind of diverge. I don't yeah. understand horror porn. Or disaster porn, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, that's not what I want. There's enough of that. There's enough unpleasantness in the world. Like I, 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 I try to watch stuff that that is, you know, 
makes me happy. Yeah, nor nor is nor is the same way. <clears throat> and we we kind of like yeah we we diverge uh, when we choose like what to watch. Um, but it's funny. My mother in law loves like action and horror, which really? is hilarious. Hilarious. She's wow. like a tiny like super conservative like covered Muslim woman, and she's like, I love Game of Thrones. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's great. Like, well, I just fast forward the next sex time, scenes. The next time, oh, she turns those up, man. Are you kidding me? Volume, the surround sound kicks in on those. Well, I, next time you're watching Chernobyl, just take a picture of the watch and send it to me. All right. Yeah. That's or just timestamp it and I'll just, I'll fast forward, have my wife fast forward to it. <laughs> and I'll fucking watch it. Oh, but yeah, if I, but so, so that's one 2020 goal is I want to curate a proper, uh, you know, Soviet watch collection. Find some really cool rarities. Another one I want to add to the collection is the original Raketa amphibian. So um, at a time oh, wow. before the Vostok amphibian became the official diver, like the dive watch of choice for like Soviet Navy and the, and before Vostok was like the, the watch of choice for the, the Ministry of Defense, uh, there were two watches competing to be the Soviet dive watch. One of them was the Vostok amphibia. The other one was the Raketa amphibia. The Vostok Amphibia won because it's a fucking superior product, um, and the Raketa Amphibian lost. But the Raketa Amphibian is really fucking cool. It's cool looking. It's a plastic case. It has that like like crazy loom on it. You know what I mean? Um, that huge, would be a... huge like arrow seconds hand and yes. big old numbers. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. In in regards <clears throat> to like a watch design, it captures a lot of the really cool tropes about Soviet watch design that people um, like the corks that people you know, tend to dig. Um, I would love to get one of those in the collection. The thing is with that watch is that it's quartz, so the guts of all those are fucking just destroyed because people left batteries in them. Uh, or some of them are quartz, some of them are not quartz. Why they think. put the big old zero up at twelve o'clock on the new one? Okay, how can I say this nicely? <laughs> Modern Raketa is trying desperately to hitch their cart on the soaring star of the Big Zero Quirk, the Raketa Big Zero Quirk. Hmm. So most modern Raketa models have that giant Big Zero on it. Oh, um, it's like a it's like a big theme for them now. Okay, yeah, I think I think you've talked about this before. Yeah, <clears throat> I see what you mean. I don't, I'm trying to not say it's a complete lack of unoriginality. I'm trying to not say that. <laughs> but you're trying to say that. But I'm, but I'm trying to have you say that in your head by me not saying <laughs> those exact words I just said three seconds ago. Gotcha. So, um, yeah, it's a complete gross lack of unoriginality. Uh, so all Raketa models now feature the stupid fucking zero. It's not even done well. You know what I mean? It's the the zero is put on there the same way you put like a gold star on a toddler's face because they got the answer to who makes moo right. It's like oh you got a fucking gold star right like right <laughs> just like right on the fucking like here you go you know what I mean. Oh boy. So yeah, that's why this is zero on the modern one. The original one didn't have it. I think the original one didn't it's have 12. anything. Oh, it's a twelve. Yes, it's twelve. Yeah, as it's a it twelve, three, six, and nine. Yeah. So that's one of my twenty twenty goals. I want to build a proper you know, USSR collection. Right on. What about you? So my last one, um, <clears throat> it's kind of more of a TB, I guess a TBWS thing. I, I wanna, I wanna get more into uh, like community events. Agreed. So that's actually so that's, that's funny. That's that's my last goal. Is my my TBWS goal is to 
do more of the community. Yeah, so specifically just like meetups and stuff, probably, uh, I don't know, maybe some workshops with uh, like watch technicians and stuff yeah. like that. Hell yeah. Um, so just really discovering what we can do on both like the East Coast and the West Coast. And this is not even for the sake of, I don't know what kind of monetary gain we can consider, if any, but um, for me, it's just like, I don't know, getting I, to know people. Getting to know people honestly. and I want to do cool shit. Yeah, I, I actually think it would cause us to lose more money. <laughs> but Absolutely, if, it'll, be, it'll, be like, it'll be like Hong Kong. We didn't, yeah. we, we didn't make money going to the Hong Kong watch. Who the fuck pays to go to the Hong Kong? Well, we lost money going to the but, but that's what we knew. We could go visit Nick Harris. Check out the Orion watch uh, watch service operation, right? Well, he's yeah, yeah, he's not here anymore. No, but, he's in um, Pennsylvania. Yeah, that's that's one thing. But really, just I I think also like regular meetups. Um, you know, for example, in in the greater Seattle area, um, I don't know about where you are, but like just watch enthusiasm here is super lacking. Hmm. Um, I'm not sure what it's like in Portland. Um, which is just like, I don't know, a couple hours down south. Uh, people are nuts about watches in Vancouver, but I'm not going to go there like regularly. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it'd be kind of interesting to like set up like meetups here. Um, I would love to do a meetup like that, like a watch group meetup, but combine it with recording a live episode in front of people. Oh, yeah. We, we, we can't cool do that remotely. would that be? Yeah. You know, you know what I was also kind of thinking? Because hmm. <laughs> we're always like, oh, we should take TVWS on the road. And I'm just like, well, there's kind of one way that this could work out. And there are a lot of factors that need to, like, line up. Yeah. I think we can do a TVWS tour. Okay. Where you would have to pay us to sit in your living room and talk shit and record in front of your family. <laughs> Oh, and we can, we also have to sleep on your floor. <laughs> that's how you'd get. That's how you get a TBWS tour, and it's actually a live. It would be a live podcast tour. So what you're proposing is the TBWS couch surfing tour. Yep. Yeah. So if I you want us, I don't if, think there's any other better way for us to do a, a U.S. tour other than couch surfing. I think that immediately, which is what I'm obsessed with, unsexifies the idea. If you, if you want to pay us to come and disrespect your home and swear in front of your family <laughs> and then feed us and house us, yep, we'll do it. <laughs> you may have to talk me into it. I don't know. I mean, we, uh, <laughs> what if, what if one of these people's a serial killer? Oh, um, you've never slept on a serial killer's uh, couch before? That's never come up. No. <laughs> I don't live in Seattle like you, man. All right, where there 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 are a dime a dozen up there. It's a thing here. It's a thing. It's a, it's a thing, you know. So New York has dirty water hot dogs, you know. Seattle has sleeping on serial killers' couches. Whatever, dude. But all all, all joking aside, I, I think it'd be kind of fun to. It would be fun. Also, do some some kind of like traveling, um, uh, really really like a live podcast. I think I think recording. we talked about this before. East Coast and West Coast. <clears throat> Three cities in the East Coast, three cities in the West Coast over the course of the year, and we just do that. You know, we'll go to one city, we'll hang out with people in a bar, we'll rent a space out, you know, we'll chill for like an hour or so, and then we'll record the show. 
actual, yeah. actually do it. Horology bar talk, you know? Yeah. We <laughs> should probably do one episode where we're just immeasurably drunk. Catastrophically <laughs> toasted, gone, three sheets, inebriated, <laughs> failed a breathalyzer. What do you think? With with a breathalyzer, just like with, on set. <laughs> listen, if if we go to the city or one of you guys as a cop, can you bring your breathalyzer? <laughs> can you bring? I don't know if that would get you fired. <laughs> that would not get me fired. Just casually, casually <laughs> taking. We 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 could sound like Barney from the from the Simpsons. It could just be it could just be a podcast of two Barneys. You know what yeah, I mean? I, I think over here it'd be fun to do something like Seattle, Portland, uh, San Francisco, and then maybe like Nashville. Um, New York and somewhere else. I think it'd be fun. We gotta stick to the stick to close to the water. I'm a, I'm a minority, so I gotta stay close to the uh, I gotta stay close to the uh, the ocean ocean town. So I don't know how far the ocean is from Nashville, but Nashville is supposed to be so pretty cool. Nashville's fun, man. Yeah, Nash Vegas. Yep, Nash Vegas. We could. Uh, I like your towns. My towns. We can figure it out. Maybe we can. Because I know people are around the Orlando area, and they're also somewhere in like driving distance of the Orlando area. So maybe we could do something here, maybe something then in like Nashville might make sense, and then in like New York or Boston or something like that. Yeah. So overall, just a lot more community building. Yeah, um, that'd be fun on on the TBWS side because I think I think that'd be fun, um, even if we kind of like. We we'd have to we'd have to like produce content like well in advance in case we like have to take a break from recording for like travel and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But um, <clears throat> yeah. I think that just figuring that out. I think we can make that work in twenty twenty. I think I think it'll be so much fun. Yeah, I think that'd be rad. Man, fun episode. Last episode of the decade, man. We made it. Yeah. What do we do now? Fucking re- record next week. Record next week. We just carry on, man. Just keep on recording. While I'm stretching this my is back. this is cool. It's gonna publish. It's gonna air like uh, on the thirtieth. So maybe some folks will be like listening around the New Year's. Um, just bonus points if you're listening to us on New Year's Eve when, when train, the ball when drops. It, when the ball drops. Bonus <laughs> fucking points, guys. Right. Yeah, you gotta send us. You gotta send us a wrist shot with like TBWS on the iPod. And and like and your and know. your upset spouse in the background just like folding their <laughs> arms and looking at you like what this motherfucker <laughs> oh man uh well is that sad time <laughs> it's not a sad time because we're always back we're always next back. week true that true unless that. I die don't say that's awful I'm not gonna totally, do totally possible well I'm, obviously that's possible for anyone but don't say it. Another goal for 2020, constantly contemplating my mortality. <laughs> I've been doing that a lot lately. The inevitable... Hmm? I, I went down this spiral the other day and I was just like, how many people just like die outside of their homes? Like they get into like a car accident or something and they just like there's a pet at home. And immediately oh. I have more sympathy for the pet that's just left alone. Well, that's the kind of people we are, Michael. All right. And it's the same thing. It's like, it's like, oh, a homeowner's house burned down and the, you know, the entire family was killed and they were able to save the dog. I'm like, oh, thank God. That poor dog. <laughs> that poor dog has been through so much fire, like, lost I its should... owners. Oh. Uh, 
fuck the family. Like they're like that, that, that you know, whatever. They've, you know, they've been returned to the earth. But that dog, oof, that poor yeah. dog. That's just the kind of people we are, Michael. That's okay. I guess. I guess so. You know what I mean? Hell so in addition, in addition to all of those goals, yeah, just more <laughs> contemplating my mortality. I've been doing it so much lately. The I I've been contemplating mortality and more so oblivion. We've talked about this. I've been thinking oblivion, and and yeah. an inordinate amount of, of like like nothing like pure pure nothingness. Mm-hmm. I think I can best define that moment. The closest that we can all ever come to 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 death, I think, is that moment just before sleep hits when you give in and there's a blink of nothing and then just before you either dream or before you wake up again that's the closest i think in day to day we can all get to death that blinking moment just as sleep takes you you should try meditating man that's that's kind of the goal to like just have nothing on your mind so this is turning into a different podcast now this is more like russell brand two two broke mindful snobs (laughs) two broke mindfulness snobs ah okay well let's do this hope everyone's enjoyed the show episode 156 2020 urology 2020 watch collecting gold it's been a lot of really really cool stuff i think this next year is going to be huge for us um and also huge just because we're going to hang out with you guys we want to spend more time with the community i think i think using tbws funds to do a road trip tbws road trip i think that's 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 fucking muy bueno dude i think that's where yeah. it's at you know that's what makes sense that's what makes sense the couch surfing tour the couch surfing (laughs) tour i mean we have to i refuse to do anything that makes people be like oh dude watch those those guys like must be like living it up it's a couch surfing (laughs) tour man sucking cores out of vending machines to pay for my vending machine lunch like Uh, come on man you know this is not glorious what we do is not gloriful (laughs) no what we do is squalid and terrible but damn it's fun (laughs) <laughs> um, it's that sad time. <laughs> let's let's do it. You better you better start closing this out. Otherwise, I'm gonna keep saying sad things. Thanks for sticking with us uh, throughout 2019, guys. We really appreciate it. Um, my name is Mike, and this is Kaz. You have been listening to Book Watch Snobs. See you next year. Later. Later.